This is a friendly reminder from your buddy Marcus to get your flu vaccine if you're medically able. Hello, Marcus. Flu season in the U.S. starts in October, and the vaccine takes about two weeks to become effective. It's covered for free under many health insurance plans, and is typically $30 or less if it's not covered. It's important to note that the reason we get flu vaccines is not to protect ourselves, but to protect the vulnerable people in our lives, like the elderly, young children, and the sick. During the 2018-2019 flu season, between 36,000 and 61,000 people in the U.S. died from the flu. If everyone who could get vaccinated did so, there would be many fewer deaths. So go get poked! The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Alright everybody, welcome to the show, episode 545 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, Brittany Page. You know, I just want to say, and I know that you haven't been feeling well, and we need to talk about that, um, let you whine about that for a little <laughs> bit. Um, it, is, it is what I do. But I... Was so happy because on September 21st, it was Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire Day. Kind of. Kind of Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Winning. Uh, Earth, Wind. Yeah. And Fire. Yeah. Um, and so many people sent me messages, tweets. Yeah, um, it's like, it's like, a, me. like a birthday message for you. It's yeah, become. I love it. And we realized that we forgot to debrief talk about the earth wind and fire concert at the hollywood bowl that we went to one week before mm-hmm. the 21st yeah that's unfortunate but that's all right they weren't playing on the 21st yeah they probably won't be playing for much longer um if we're being honest so go see them while you can i don't know i think philip bailey's son's gonna take over that joint yeah what i mean is the remaining the oh, members yeah. right, right, right. will not be playing much longer they're not long for the earth yeah because we saw them i think it was five or six years ago and there's a clear difference oh yeah yeah even Very just clear. stamina they only played for not even two hours. Yeah, when they time. when they said it was halftime, I was like, "Wait a minute!" There were like three songs, yeah, right. or something. I mean, it was <laughs> it was ridiculous, you know. You, you know what else was ridiculous about going to the goddamn show? The people. Yeah, the people. Seat stealers again. I don't want it to be every time we go to a show where there's assigned seating. We complain and bitch about rule breakers because <laughs> they bother me, and I know they bother you. Yes, they do. But there was egregious seat, seat stealers in, in right in our little area, like two groups of people who never laughed. They just like, oh no, scoot down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here. Yeah, and I really don't, I don't know how this happens. So the Hollywood Bowl is interesting because at least where we were, it's not individual seats, right? You'd think that if you have seat 22 and 24, well, that, that's going to get confusing, 22 or 23, yeah, right? Yeah. That they would be individual seats right next to each other. But in our section, it was benches, like a long bench 
And then this area was seat 22, and this area on the bench was seat 23. So it's not, it, it is like a picnic bench. Yeah. And then they've got embossed, mm-hmm. they took a router and just carved in the number of where it is. Right. So, you know, if you're a, a big person, mm-hmm. you take up more, like I take up more room than you, but yeah. if I was double my size, mm-hmm. I might be cutting into your seat area. Yeah, but what happened was... People just decided, oh, I don't have tickets to sit with the person that I want to sit with at this concert, so I'm just going to sit wherever the fuck I want. (laughs) And I I can't imagine that that wasn't what went through their mind. There was someone that we had to kick out of our seat. Yeah. And then as soon as we got there, they moved into the row in front of us and then people arrived and kicked them out of the seat. And then they were like, wait a minute, how many seats are you going to be taking up here? Um, they went into their seats, this this new arriving um, group of four people who kicked the people out that were illegally, you know, parked. Illegally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they like negotiated. And this woman that we kicked out of our seats, who then went to the, the bench, I'm telling this horribly, went to the bench below us. Yeah. She stayed on that bench. Where that group of four people tried to kick her out. She just moved all the way down yeah, and so, decided so, to sit there. So the allotted space for someone's seat was smaller because she was there. And yes. then another couple showed up yeah. and did the same shit. Oh, my God. And so it was even smaller for that group in front. And we were packed in there like sardines. And yeah. not only that, I had two little kids next to me. And they just didn't care at all. Like, they were bumping into me the whole time. They were too busy playing fucking Fruit Ninja or whatever on their phone. Well, whatever was, the, the game the kids play So now. there were a few positives. We're not just going to, oh, everything was terrible. Um, I'm happy doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the kids that were next to me, they were with their dad in our row. And then their mom was the one that we kicked out of our seats, who then moved into the row in front of us. And she just was watching it alone. Kind of sad. I don't know why she got kicked out of the seats. No very, mercy. Very I have strange. no sympathy. Um, <laughs> okay, calm down. Um, Illegal. But the dad was telling these kids, because they were on their phones, he kept saying, you're probably not going to ever see earth wind and fire again you better put those away and you better pay attention those kids didn't give a shit about that well i kind of admired the attempt right it's to- like saying listen kids lawrence welk is gonna be dead soon you're not gonna it be is- able to hear excuse the, me the, the melodious excuse wonderful me. big band styling excuse me no i'm that talking is offensive. about generationally it's the same fucking thing anyway I appreciated the fact that Those he was kids listen to mumble rap. They're not listening to earth, wind and fire. He was trying to tell the kids, listen, Philip Bailey, listen to him. Okay. Won't be doing this for much longer. Verdine White, look at him. Yeah. Won't be doing this for much longer. Yeah, Verdine White is disintegrating before your eyes while you watch the show. They were still great, but that's because they have great backup singers like the- Philip Bailey's son and the Hollywood bowl orchestra backing them up right so all the music sounds the same which is really what matters yeah you know um but yeah the 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 stamina is it's it's lacking right but they're so old like they said (laughs) that we've been doing this for 50 years you know amazing it is amazing think about the longevity of that kind of a career it's 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 incredible unbelievable yeah Yeah. so it was a good time yes and the hollywood bowl is a great venue because you get to bring in a picnic basket full of uh, bottles of wine yeah which we took advantage of also holy shit how many people fit in there yeah and looking around in that place i mean it was just 
so many people. It was capacity crowd. Yeah. And I think the place holds just shy of 18,000 people. It's it was remarkable. Yeah. And the fireworks at the end. It was a good time. Yeah. And we like to have a good time. We do. We enjoy a good time. Who doesn't enjoy a we good also, time? We also, more than enjoying a good time, though, we enjoy people who follow the fucking rules. So <laughs> if that could well, be no, a I don't thing know, I don't know that, that starts more, happening. I don't know that we like that more. But well, speak people, for yourself. People who follow the fucking rules, <laughs> they enhance my good time. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. an enhancement yeah, at yeah, the yeah. very least. N- I mean, <laughs> that's making it out to be an added benefit. Really, we should start with the fucking rules and yeah. then go from there. Come How about on, that? man. How about that? If you have <laughs> tickets and they have a row and seat printed on them. Then go to that place. Yeah, because you know, you kn- there's not going to be, it's not going to be like a half empty flight on a, on a Southwest flight from fucking Cleveland to to Chicago. Yeah, it's a sold out two night run at the Hollywood Bowl, Dick. They're not going to be empty seats. Anyway, I'm using a lot of language because I'm very upset. Yeah, well, it's it's what you do, Brittany. No, don't. Is he Mm. is he fucking listening to himself right now? You're a fucking doctor, bro. Oh, my God. Stop. (laughs) Stop doing it right now. Okay, bro. Don't come at me. All right. I use bro ironically. Listen to yourself, bro. Uh, I used bro in a video the other day. I know you did. It made me so happy. (laughs) It made me so happy. So let's get to that. You haven't been feeling well, Well, although... Let's let's get to a call first. Although I want to say you've been killing it over on the YouTubes with the videos still. um, Because what happens is you can't sleep and then you go and do a video. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's get to a call, which will lead us into that. Hey, this is Mo. Just wanted to say, got your thing about being not up to dealing with the impeachment. I have to say, one of the things I love about you guys is that you are so real and real people have bad days. And I'm just glad that you guys keep us up to date. Keep up the good work. Hope you feel better soon. Bye. So thank you. I didn't catch the name. Um, so... I I apologize for not being able to address you by name. Yeah, it sounded like Nell. Nell, okay. Well, we'll just we'll go with Nell. Okay. And then if it's not, then you know it's now your nickname. Yeah. Nell. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And it has it's not. I mean, I guess it is not feeling well because it's like not sleeping is a fucking bummer. Mm-hmm. I, I know that sounds. Very obvious, but I especially have a problem, or I used to, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get a hold of this because I don't want to go back to a place I was, you know, a decade ago, Mm -hmm. where I would go two, three, maybe four days with only, you know, a part, little bit of sleep here and there, Mm -hmm. not even hours of sleep over several days, and uh, it's not good. Yeah. So that's what's kind of been going on, where I haven't been able to sleep. Uh, I don't know if it's a little bit of anxiety dealing with videos that, you know, I I want to I'm eager to see whether they got because every time I upload a video, it immediately gets demonetized. I don't want to do a little sausage making here, but that's what happens. And so in my mind, I appeal it immediately. And sometime normally by the by the morning, if it's going to be monetized, it has been. But that's not the way it's been this this week. And it's been stressful because, you know, you you put a whole bunch of time into writing and researching and shooting and editing and posting and all the stuff that goes into to doing YouTube shit. Right. And then 
I know that I'm being rewarded by the fact that I'm, you know, I'm I'm helping to educate and inform and entertain a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. It's it's not a hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> YouTube's not a hobby for me. So uh, anyway, it's, I think it's just been on my mind. Stressful and not sleeping is a fucking bummer, man. Yeah. It's a bummer, bro. Mm. It is a. It's not good. So I think I'm, I'm getting back to normal, and that's good. Yeah. That's great. Good work. Good, good work. You should try harder to sleep. Yeah, that's that usually helps really well. That, by the way, let me say this. Have you say, tried to close yeah, no, your eyes? Let me, let me say this because <laughs> I need to head it off now. Do not send me what to do. Mm-hmm. Do not send me fucking melatonin advice. Don't send me counting sheep advice. Don't send me <laughs> being still and quiet in a dark room advice. Mm-hmm. Don't send, I, I've done it all. And it doesn't work when I'm in the mode of not sleeping. So save your time and your breath if you plan to leave a voicemail because it is falling on deaf but very awake ears. Mm. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I can't take Ambien because it turns me into a nut job. Yeah, Ambien is not good for a lot of people. Yeah, it's yeah. no good. Yeah. I think we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. So terrible side effects. Not a good thing for Jesse D. Please be careful. All right. Well, let's uh, do a little moving on. What do you say? Let's do it. Moving on. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. We have two new beautiful Patreon supporters. Yes. George. George. And Fabian. Fabian. Thank you so much to George and Fabian. Fantastic. You help keep us going. You help keep the show going. Uh, you, A lot of going. You help... <laughs> us so spectacularly and we love you so much for it you know what else we love is when you go to the link on the facebook page and go vote today i think tomorrow might be the last day i don't know if the votes close that day september 26th is the last day to vote for us as best podcast in orange county through the oc weekly you can find the link in our instagram bio uh, at I Doubt It Podcast. You can find the link in our Twitter, on our Twitter, the pinned tweet on our Twitter at I Doubt It Podcast. You can find the link pinned on the Facebook page, okay? Pinned to the top at I Doubt It with Dollamore Podcast on Facebook. Yes. You can find it in a lot of places. It's not hard to find. It's even in the community tab on my YouTube channel. And all you have to do is click that link, scroll down to where it says best local podcast, vote for the first one that shows well, up. Well, you got to first click arts and entertainment oh click that first obviously <laughs> um and then you have to vote for i doubt it with dollamore by jesse dollamore why did they do that well because women's achievements are lesser than men's that's well, just I mean, it i mean we know that but yeah. why else though well i think that's the primary reason <laughs> It's the primary one. It better not get printed in the OC Weekly <laughs> that I Doubt It with Dollamore podcast by Jesse Dollamore, featuring Jesse Dollamore, originated by Jesse. Come on. Do you it's work at OC much. Weekly? It's too much. Do you work there? No, I don't. You have an internship there? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> you created the poll, bro. 
No, I didn't create the poll. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. You don't work there. You don't intern there. We know. It's a joke. Come on, bro. You're just a woman with a small brain. Super funny joke. With a brain a third the size of us. It's science. It's science. Mm. You got us here. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Anyway, thanks for all your support, everybody. We've actually received a few new reviews. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in 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 uh, in continuation of my 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 trend of whining about shit, I mentioned that we have fewer than four hundred reviews mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and uh, people have stepped up. That's awesome. So let me also say that the newsletter went out to the Patreon supporters. Um, that it goes to. <laughs> I believe it's um, 20 and up a month supporters, or if you have been a Patreon supporter for a long time. Um, that went out to you. If you did not receive it and you were expecting it, please let me know. Um, but it, it, MailChimp is telling me that it was delivered to all of the inboxes. So, just um, not open by them all. Yeah. Well, you know, not everyone cares about it. That's okay. <laughs> um, I do spend a lot of time on it. And but you stress out about it. That's okay. Um, also, the Patreon Zoom video chat calls are this weekend oh, as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. This is something that Jesse and I do twice a month on a Friday night and a Saturday morning. And it will be this Friday, the 27th at 7 p.m. our time, Los Angeles time. And Saturday, September 28th, 11 a.m. Los Angeles time. These are very fun. We hope that if you haven't joined us before, you will this time. Um, people are also confused sometimes. The link goes out via Patreon. And so the Patreon supporters that have access to this perk will receive a message at the specified video chat time. You click that link and then you join a video call where you can see everyone in the group video chat. Yeah. So if you wait two hours after you got the email, you're going to click and you're not going to go anywhere because it's over. Right. Sometimes people write and they're like, what the hell? This doesn't work. Where'd you guys go? And they send that at like two in the morning and we are no longer chatting. Yeah. Because that would be like a six hour call. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) I mean, I we appreciate that you guys think we have that much stamina, but we do not. I do not. Um, So it's about an hour each call so if you click join we'd love to see you take advantage of that perk good times all right once again moving on Stalemocracy. facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism so i think everybody knows what we're going to be talking about and it involves donald trump and his connections and his impropriety related to his activity with regard to, I'm trying to drag it out, Ukraine. Let me let me start here. Does this feel different to you? Yes. It feels different. Yeah, there is, there is a, I mean, I, I shouldn't have to preface this by saying that all of the scandals or almost all of the scandals related to Donald Trump and um, what would be considered impeachment inquiry worthy have all been legitimate, have all been serious. This one seems very legitimate, though, very serious, very um, breakneck pace of, of, of the news. This is the real the real deal mm-hmm. and the, the 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 pace at which the news came out 
I, I mean, we went from zero to, to 100 miles an hour in, in the span of just a few hours. Right. From, you know, finding out about it, mm-hmm. this whole uh, whistleblower thing. Right. To him denying, mm-hmm. <laughs> him admitting, <sighs> and then impeachment, impeachment inquiry underway. Which, by the way, this took a very similar course as the Russia investigation in terms of the process of information coming out. And then the information being denied and then later kind of admitting some things, but saying it wasn't really like that. Right. And this is how liars operate. Right. Yeah. They lie to you and then you find out like different information and then you say, hey, what about this information I found? And then they're like, um, okay, I'm going to like admit to some of it. Yeah. To seem like I'm being super honest and real with you. But most of it's fake news. Well, yeah. Usually, when you deal with a liar in your life, mm-hmm. usually you cut them off and you don't have to deal with them any- anymore. So you don't recognize patterns. But because Donald Trump and this administration lies so much, we are getting to witness repeatable, distinguishable patterns mm-hmm. evolving, which is the no, that didn't fucking happen. No way. Right. To, well, it didn't happen, but even if it did, it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. To, yeah, it happened, but not like you say it happened. Right. To, yeah, okay, it happened like you say it happened, uh, and fuck you, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was some variation of that. Yeah, and I don't think that we are there yet. I think right now with the Ukraine stuff, where we are currently is, yeah, it happened, but not the way you're saying that it happened. Yeah. That's where I think we are. Yeah. And I'm scared that we will get to the next one where... It's fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's do this. I want to kind of do this chronologically. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start with Rudy Giuliani on with Chris Cuomo the other night. And even for Rudy Giuliani, an unbelievable display where he denies pressuring... Officials in the Ukrainian government pressuring them to investigate Joe Biden denies it flatly and then only seconds later admits that he did. Statement was he you seen go as corrupt look or no? at Joe Biden, who probably is working with half the IQ that you and I have. If you listen to Joe Biden's tape, he convicts himself. He says, I told the president of the Ukraine. If you don't dismiss this guy, you're not going to get your one point two. All right. So that's what you say. Biden said to the Ukraine. Did you ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? No, actually, I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians for the benefit of Hillary Clinton, for which there already is a court finding. You never asked anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, right. dismissed the case against Antak. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. No, I didn't ask him to look into Joe Biden. I asked him to look into the allegations that related to my client, which tangentially involved Joe Biden in a massive bribery scheme. Rudy. This is fucking remarkable, even for goddamn Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. which... I know that they like him to go out there and create chaos in the headlines because all we do is talk about uh, Rudy Giuliani and his wild, wacky performance, and it kind of takes the heat off of Donald Trump. It's not necessarily what w- what the way it normally works, but I think that's what they intend. Yeah, yeah. But 
time. There's more here. It goes on for another minute and 15 seconds. And I want to play the rest of it, even though it doesn't necessarily have the impact that that particular thing did. Right. Because Rudy is extra unhinged. Donald Trump, I've been tweeting that get ready for this. I've done in videos, get ready for him to be even crazier than we've seen him as lashing out, as extra unhinged. And Rudy is living up to that prediction. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has actually gone the other way, which we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. And he's like morose and subdued and kind of almost like defeated. I think he's really, this is taxing him. Yeah. This is really taking its toll. But Rudy Giuliani um, gets into it a little bit more with CNN's Chris Cuomo. Not unlike Rudy. what he did in China. Rudy, you explain to me how the kid got $1.5 billion Rudy, from China. I have no problem when Joe with Biden you launching allegations. But just be careful about what you say. I asked you, did I you ask Ukraine to look at Joe Biden? You said no. Then you went on ask. to say that you did. That, no, all, I didn't say recorded. that. What Rudy. I said was this. I asked them to investigate the allegations that relate to the false charges against the president of the United States. Those allegations tangentially involve Biden. So your answer the, should have been Let me yes. finish, Chris. Let me finish. Go ahead. And don't try to interrupt because you don't like the answer. And well, I don't like evasiveness. What I'm saying. evasiveness. And you don't like, and I don't want like. to distort what I'm saying. I don't want to distort. you're totally biased. I'm not biased. You are, Chris. Why would I have you it's on if I were biased, knowing that we're going to have this kind of conversation? Because it is sad to watch what happened to you. It's sad. Sad to watch what happened to me. I'm a sellout. You are a sellout. You are tell telling you me that I'm a sellout. These are crimes of major proportions. And because they're Democrats, you won't cover it. A, a, a $1.5 million investment by China in Biden's private equity fund and the partners are I'm not are saying that Terry's these types of things shouldn't be looked at. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Where do these motherfuckers get off? In what world do you have the temerity... To raise your fist and pump it to the air, shake your fist to the air and say, ah, oh, how dare Hunter Biden use the fact that his dad is a famous politician with lots of power. How dare he use that as influence as an avenue into a job that he's not qualified for? What, the, what is happening? Yeah, they're describing Donald Trump Jr. and the other one who looks like a pale Dracula, mm -hmm. uh, Eric. <laughs> I never he never was in the news, so I don't, forgot his name. Mm -hmm. Would you call him a pale Dr Dracula? Yeah, I think they're all pale though. A yeah. blonde Dracula, <laughs> blonde Dracula. with like puffy, diseased gums. I could see like a like Count Chocula. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. You you lost me on that reference. <laughs> you you didn't me. eat any Count Chocula. Uh, I was a welfare kid. We didn't have. Okay. Any, any of that kind of cereal we had was like in the bags at the bottom row. All right, tragedy off. Listen, <laughs> I I was also a welfare kid. I also had the cereal you, bags. Well, you, you must, the have, cereal you bags. must have been a rich poor kid because <laughs> I did not get any of that. Yeah. Sugar smacks. I got the occasional pebbles. count. What the f is it called? Chocula. Yeah, count chocula. And sometimes... 
My parents would torture us with Franken-boo-berry or whatever it was. Disgusting. Nothing like Count Chocula. All right, Rudy Giuliani. Quit trying to divert attention away from the real topic here. So this is a tactic, though, that I think that they're using because... It's insane projection. But it makes sense to try to detract from the issues within the Trump family by trying to say... Look at the Bidens. They're just like us. They're doing the same kinds of things. Biden is protecting his son. Biden is helping his son. You know, like this is what people do. This is what happens in politics. Well, listen, I I know everybody's saying there's no there there related to this this Joe Biden situation and the prosecutor that they're talking about that Joe Biden st- stepped up on on behalf of the administration and said, hey, Ukraine, you got to get rid of this guy or we're not going to be giving you aid because he's terrible. He was terrible. He was corrupt. That's a fact. Now, is it beyond the pale to suggest that maybe Hunter Biden did get a little bit of boost, a little wind in his career sales because his dad was vice president. Fuck no, of course not. But I want to be clear about what oh, I sound like a freaking presidential candidate right now. I want to be clear about this, <laughs> uh, but I do. I want to be clear on this issue, Jesse, about wow. about Joe Biden, because you said a lot of people are saying there's no there there. And then you kind of went into like, I don't know what that was, but. I think there really is no there there. And of course... Related to the firing of the prosecutor, there's not. In terms of any type of corruption or any nefarious activity in the Biden family on this issue, there's no there there. No, no, no. Well, as far as Joe Biden is concerned... Right. His his kid is woefully unqualified, really, for anything other than getting in trouble. And he's getting fifty or $80,000 a month from some energy company. But, yeah, but but it's not criminal. It's just a company trying to curry favor with a possible um, somebody they're not going to get uh, any, any advantage from. Even for Hunter Biden, what is being alleged is, is not true. And I don't know a lot about it. The details are very complicated. It's above my pay grade. But... That's why you listen to experts, right? And so if you read various pieces that have really gone into this issue in a very deep explanation, researched way, um, you will also come away believing that. Well, let, let me just say this. What the media is doing, though is this is going to be her emails all over again if they don't if they don't get their shit together here because what's happening is, they are some of these headlines. Let's look at the the headline. One of the headlines from Washington Post when this story broke um, this past weekend. Scrutiny over Trump's Ukraine scandal may also complicate Biden's campaign. Yeah, I mean, I see that. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not doing a very good job of communicating here. I don't think Joe Biden is involved in anything bad. But. If it bothers you that the Trump boys are gallivanting across the globe using their connection to their famous rich father, the president of the United States, if that bothers you, then why doesn't it bother someone that Hunter Biden's doing the same fucking thing? That's not what's being. It's not just, oh, you get easy access. Oh, you had this position. Oh, you get special treatment. They're alleging criminal activity. They're alleging nefarious activity. And I'm not... This is the this is one more in a series of reasons why Joe Biden should not be the nominee. Because he might not be on its face damaged goods, 
But all it does is give ammunition to the other side to attack him and muddy the waters, and it, and it complicates the race. So I... I guess I'm getting confused. Are you saying that the stuff... So you're saying Joe Biden is not implicated at all, in your opinion? I think he's on the up and up, yes. And Hunter Biden is implicated in some sort of wrongdoing in Ukraine? Wrongdoing, no. Okay. No. Okay. But I like my my politicians beyond reproach. Okay. You know what I mean? No, I just want to make sure that you are clear on that issue. Okay, okay. I'll say it flatly. I think Joe Biden is is good to go. I think Hunter Biden is a piece of shit. Easy. Okay, that's like that's that. fine. That's fine. Yeah. But you need to be clear about you're this right. issue. You're, you're right. I do because it, it being a spoiled brat who has unearned advantages and unearned privileges based on the family in which you were born. Um, okay, sure, shit on him all day long for that. I don't care. Um, but we need to talk about what's factual here and what's not, right? And for people who are wanting more information, if you really want to read in depth, there's three Bloomberg pieces that you can Google. Um, these are the headlines. Ukraine prosecutor says no evidence of wrongdoing by Biden's. Uh, the next one, timeline in Ukraine probe cast doubt on Giuliani's Biden claim. And Trump Giuliani press for dirt on Biden despite Ukraine rebuff. Yeah. So if you want to dig deep into the details, which, which I said are complicated, um, then you, c- you could start there. Right. But it is important to know that they're trying to create an image of wrongdoing. And it is important that the media do not even try to be balanced about this issue, because if there is nothing there, to, to then there's feign, nothing there. Not to try try to be balanced, to feign balance, because it's not balanced. You're right. I fucked up here I, in my, the way I'm communicating how I feel in my heart about it and in my head, because and maybe I'm also allowing my dislike of Joe Biden mm-hmm. to color how I kind of talk about this. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it does bother me mm-hmm. that he's got this bratty rich son who fucking hasn't really done anything ever, mm-hmm. who's profiting off the fact that his last name is Biden. Yeah. Because if his na- name was Hunter Johnson, he yeah. wouldn't be making 50, 80 grand a month for doing nothing and knowing nothing. Yeah. Well, even Donald Trump Jr. tweeted yesterday and was like, oh, yeah, what is Hunter Biden with no experience and no qualifications getting paid $50,000 a month for? And it's like, dude, are you? Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, you're not even trying. It's like embarrassing. So so anyway, let's move on. Uh, Thank you for the correction. The course correction, Brittany. Mm -hmm. I I always appreciate it. I'm sometimes I'm slower than others. Mm hmm. Sometimes I'm slower to correction than I am at other times. How about that? See, it's the sleep and the communication. Well, it's why we do the show. It is why we do the show. I love to be corrected yeah. in front of thousands <laughs> and thousands of people. It is great. Oh. So the next day after this was the evening, the next day, Donald Trump's getting ready to jump on Marine 2, the helicopter, and he's taking questions from the press where he admits after having previously denied it over and over and over that he talked about Joe Biden and tried to bring up anything in a call to the Ukrainian new Ukrainian president, um, he admitted it. The conversation I had was largely congratulatory, was largely corruption, all of the corruption taking place, was largely the fact that we don't want our people like Vice President Biden and his son creating to the, the corruption already in 
the Ukraine and Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's got a lot of problems. He, the new president is saying that he's going to be able to rid the country of corruption. And I said that would be a great thing. We had a great conversation. We had a conversation on many things. In fact, I believe Ukraine put out a statement yesterday saying that we covered many different topics. It was a warm and friendly conversation. Did you hear all that? <laughs> Unbelievable what the these MAGA hats and people in flyover country have done to, to, to this nation. It was a warm and friendly conversation, guys. The conversation I had was largely congratulatory, was largely corruption, all of the corruption taking place. It was largely the fact that we don't want our people, like Vice President Biden and his son, creating to the corruption already in the Ukraine and Ukraine. I think he's missing many kinds of words there. (laughs) What have we done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not rhetorical. I really would like to know what 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 have we done? (laughs) What have we done? Well, people better not do it again. I'll tell you that. Uh, So anyway, it, it, it goes on. And there's several things that he says. I, I, in a video I did, I played kind of a montage, this breakdown of like seven or eight times where he says, it's a perfect call. It's a perfect call. It was a beautiful call. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's got like just a, just a literal handful of words that he, that he's able to marshal the, the, the strength and, and understanding of. Yeah. Um, this is where, it really shines that all he's doing is just talking. He's just saying words um, a la Sarah Palin with her fucking, you know, world re- record setting word salad. Here he is talking about how you can't record. How you can't record a president's conversations. How you can't have a stenographer there recording the words that are spoken. He's very, very, very clear about the matter. Well, this whistleblower, uh, or whoever it was, because it sounds like it's not a whistleblower, you can't have that happen to a president of the United States. The conversation, by the way, was absolutely perfect. It was a beautiful, warm, nice conversation. And it was put out last night also by Ukraine. But you can't have people doing this. And you can't have people doing false alarms like this. And you know, when a president speaks to the head of another country. He has to be able to speak to those people. And those people don't want to know that they're being recorded or that you have a stenographer working. You don't want to have to hear that. You can't do that to a president and you can't do that to other countries. But with all of that being said, we had a very great conversation, very straight, very honest conversation. I hope they can put it out. (laughs) Well, first of all, I hope they can put it out. It's up to you, Dick. Do you have you still not gotten it through your head? You're the president of the United States, and by speaking something as unclassified, it is mysteriously and mystically declassified. Yeah, but I think that's intentional—a way to because remember, this was still early in this process. Where well, by- relatively early, since this is only like three, two days ago. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but early in the process still, and this is a way for him to pass the responsibility off onto someone else. Like, it's not his deal. Hopefully, they can do something about this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Well, the other thing is this. 
is this whole, you can't do that to a president. You can't record phone calls. You can't have a stenographer. This seems to be a little bit too much protest about the matter. Mm-hmm. Well, also, people who become president know that actually you're going to have like less privacy. You're not oh, going to have yeah. more privacy. For sure. You're going to have people constantly around you. Well, it's also because it's not a personal conversation between you and a pal. Right. This is the business of the United States of America. You represent the citizens, the 330 million people who live here, and it is our fucking business. It should be recorded for posterity's sake. And also, Donald Trump is surrounded by a staff who largely doesn't trust him and his abilities because he refuses to read the briefings. Yeah. He spends most of his time, you know, like how Popeye sleeps most of the day. Donald Trump most of the day watches Fox News. That would be so good. And I mean, not Fox News, but sleep all day that would be nice real nice that would be really great so but listen seconds later (laughs) after he says you can't do that to a president you can't have a recording you can't have a stenographer (laughs) seconds later he says this i don't say anything but whenever i speak to a foreign leader i assume there are many people in the line i don't assume i'm talking to the leader anytime i'm on the phone with a foreign leader many many people are on the line Sometimes they're taping calls, sometimes they're doing a stenographer, but I also assume many people are on the line from the other side. So if I'm speaking to a country, they also have people on the line. So who would say a thing like what you're saying? now? I- so he, he started that out saying that people are on the line. I assume they're on the line, that they're recording, that they're stenographers, but I also think they're on they're doing the same thing on the other side of the call so that first part isn't about foreigners doing it to him it's his own side doing it even though seconds before he said you can't record you can't do stenography no 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 and only seconds later yeah we i know that that's what's happening every time we'll say this i said absolutely nothing wrong it was perfect listen to me listen listen to me listen to me Listen to me. I assume many people are on the line. I know that before I make the call, and that's what you have. Intelligence agencies, everybody listening. That call was a great call. It was a perfect call. A perfect call. Guys, case closed. Listen to me. Listen. Listen. Listen to me. He was talking to a man, right? He le- Yeah, right. P- please. He leans in. He leans in, and he gets... Like staring her down, taking more of her space. It's, it is, for me, that's fucking impeachable right there. You, you, you know, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. D- again, Donald Trump is one of those guys who's never been punched in his fucking face. He's never had a consequence ever, physically or otherwise, because he would not act like this. He would show some deference, some respect for these people who are doing their goddamn jobs and covering and reporting to the American people what they find. And again, This is why we need to be very careful about who we reward with power. Because, by the way, this isn't, like, shocking, okay? People saw this from the beginning in Donald Trump, okay? People. I won't name the people, but (laughs) some of them are in this room right now. Um, So, it's it's just shocking. And I've already seen... I swear to God. I've already seen people that I am connected to posting that they are still going to vote for him that was the whole status still gonna vote for him right and it's like 
you know, Ugh. no one expected anything else from you, you know, which is really sad. You know, I never want someone to look at me and think I'm going to know what Brittany thinks about this issue and or any issue all the time. Like, she's so predictable. I'm going to be able to know. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, I would hope that I'm enough of a thinking person that sometimes it's a little, huh, I wonder what Brittany's take would be on this. For you me, know? it's one of the highest compliments. Yeah. Is, is oh, I wonder what he thinks. Yeah. I would like to know what Jesse thinks about that because... He always has a pretty pretty solid um, explanation for why he believes what he believes. Right. It's not because Trump, Donald fucking Trump, Donald Trump, baby. Right. That guy's still voting for Donald because, Trump. Because right, and I that's sad, right? That you chose your team, and it doesn't matter what else comes out. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what new evidence becomes available to you. What new information that you didn't previously have that you can now accommodate <laughs> into your worldview. None of that matters. And that's very sad that there are so many people who exist and, and move through their life like that. It's yeah. very tragic, actually. Tomato, tomato. Sad, enraging, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. I mean, yeah, tragic, <laughs> enraging, it's all of it because it's what we're up against with this, yeah. right? Even the transcript being released, it still didn't convince people. You know, it's it's the Mueller report all over again, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, are people reading the same thing that we're reading? <laughs> so, so. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I wish we were on video sometimes because your, your frustration was funny mm. so let's move on here same conversation same out on the lawn getting ready to jump on the helicopter but i want to remind everybody the, the 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 turn of events that took place around the trump tower meeting with don jr jared kushner paul manafort Sir, um uh, natalia veselinitskaya mm -hmm. all of the russian people yeah uh and the denials that had happened from not only the people who did attend the meeting, but Donald Trump. I didn't know about it. I didn't talk to Don Jr. about it. Oh, no, I would never do that. Remember the, the, that thing when you listen to this next section of the questioning, when Donald Trump demonstrates some of the most just mwah, projection you've ever fucking heard. That call was a great call. It was a perfect call. A perfect call. What wasn't perfect is the horrible thing that Joe Biden said. And now he made a lie what he said he never spoke to his son. I mean, give me a break. He's already said he spoke to his son. And now he said yesterday very firmly, who wouldn't speak to your son? Of course you spoke to your son. So he made the mistake of saying he never spoke to his son. He spoke to his son. So, <laughs> of course he spoke to his what, son. What happened when you played this for me that morning? What, what did I do? You flipped out a little bit. Yeah, I was yelling. I like I crouched down on the ground. I mean, I Had was to catch your breath. I was so enraged. It is. Oh, my God, because they claim, right? Donald Trump Jr. got the email, didn't talk to his dad about it. Yeah. Right. That's what we're all supposed to believe. And then Donald Trump is right here saying, of course he did. Of course he talked Who to his wouldn't? son. It's your son. Who wouldn't talk to their son? And it's like, yeah, dude, that's what we've been saying about you. Yeah. So you admit it now. Is that right? Is it because you're trying to level the playing field? Right. You're trying to say, hey, this is just what people do. Well, I think it's because 
that's all behind him. The Mueller stuff in his mind is completely behind him. Mm. He does believe it's a total exoneration, total exoneration. He believes that in his head. Well, and he might even believe that, but also he's reinforced in the fact that there were no consequences yeah. for him. Well, also, for sure. But also, let's put a little date on this. This phone call was only a f- couple days, three, four days after the Mueller report dropped, and he felt like he was in the free and clear. Mm-hmm. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. The other bit of reporting, and we're getting to the impeachment element, what I'm thinking we're going to end up doing is kind of a double episode here where on on uh, we'll just turn around and release another episode so we, we, we cover everything. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to have one, you know, two and a half hour episode. And then anyway, we'll figure it out. You'll, you'll know by the end what we do. <laughs> Ooh, how exciting. <laughs> Is that um, there was money that had, was withheld $250 million, a quarter of a billion dollars in was military on hold. aid. That is right. But now we've also learned that $390 million was put on hold deliberately and unexpectedly by Donald Trump just days before this phone call. We're going to begin with this. There is a dramatic new twist. And the controversy over President Trump's contact with Ukraine. CBS News has confirmed Mr. Trump did order a hold on military aid to Ukraine just days before a phone call with the country's leader. But Mr. Trump denies putting pressure on Ukraine to investigate potential 2020 opponent Joe Biden and his son Hunter, who used to have business interest in that nation. All this is pushing House Democrats closer than ever to supporting impeachment. Paula Reed is at the United Nations, where the president will address the General Assembly this morning. Paula, what do we know about the president's orders? Good morning, Anthony. A senior administration official tells CBS News that President Trump ordered his acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, to delay that military aid to Ukraine just days before a call with the Ukrainian president. I put no pressure on them whatsoever. I could have. At the United Nations Monday, President Trump repeatedly denied he coerced Ukraine to investigate the Biden family by withholding military aid. I did not make a statement that you have to do this or I'm not going to give you aid. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But CBS News has learned officials at the Office of Management and Budget relayed Mr. Trump's order to withhold hundreds of millions of dollars in military aid to Ukraine to the State Department and the Pentagon in July. Just days later, President Trump had a phone call with the Ukrainian president in which he is said to have pressured the leader to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. As he met with world leaders throughout the day, President Trump said he could have enlisted a foreign government to investigate a political rival. I could have. I think it would probably possibly have been okay if I did, but I didn't. And seized every opportunity to go after the Bidens, doubling down on his unproven accusations that the former vice president used his position to help his son, who had served on the board of a company that had come under scrutiny by a Ukrainian prosecutor. What Biden did is a disgrace. What his son did is a disgrace. The Trump administration has blocked a whistleblower complaint at the center of this from being handed over to Congress, arguing that the president is outside the jurisdiction of the intelligence community's inspector general. On Monday, the president said he wasn't concerned. How seriously are you taking the impeachment talk? Not at all, seriously. Later today, the president will address other world leaders here at the U.N., but it's a tough crowd for him. He has previously expressed disdain for international organizations like the U.N., and last year they laughed at his boasting. But today he is expected to tout the U.S. economy and even touch on international flashpoints like Venezuela. Tony. Paula, thank you. 
So Donald Trump, again, the dumbest fucking criminal who has ever lived. And that's saying something. I never said you have to do this or I'm not going to do that. I would never do that, he says. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a quid pro quo be that obvious, that cookie cutter, that formulaic for it to be a crime. Mm -hmm. You can make implications and inferences can be made on those implications. And that is what happened here. Yeah, but so I just thought of, right, um, because this happened with James Comey, right, where James Comey testified, my impression of what the president was wanting from me. Yeah. Right. And they kept saying, right, that was your impression, but he didn't directly ask you. Now, did he? Well, the difference there, and that gets us perfectly to where we are now. There was no transcript. There was no summary, third-party summary of the conversation that was a private conversation between two gentlemen in the Oval Office. Yeah, but what I'm saying is this is the way that he operates, right? Yes. By saying, well, I, oh, I, I didn't say that I directly. Thought, I thought you were saying maybe this won't go anywhere either because it's the same type of situation. No, 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 no. Okay. It reminds me of yeah, that yeah. situation because this is how he operates. Absolutely. He kind of... Yeah, he would float something out there. He may not be direct about it, but the floating the something out there, making an impression, everyone can read context clues and understand what's happening, you know? Um, So when you want something from someone and you're Donald Trump and you've gone your whole life being a manipulative jerk off, (laughs) you are very adept at creating these situations where people feel pressure without explicitly asking for it. Absolutely. In fact, you're you're skilled at it. You're 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 very adept at manipulating through your power, through your wealth, through your influence. That's what I said. I know. I'm reinforcing it. It sounds better when it comes from a man. Doesn't everything. Yeah. It's more like authoritative, you know, feels it feels more educational. In fact, oh, you almost had it. You're going to be quicker than that. So here we are. So so Nancy Pelosi. So Donald Trump admits it. And Democrats are like, whoa, wow. Donald Trump says, I'm going to release the transcript of the call. There is no transcript. It's a summary written by people who were in the situation room monitoring the conversation. But Nancy Pelosi was at the Atlantic Ideas, the Atlantic's Ideas Summit at noon, let's say, yesterday, Tuesday. And she's being interviewed about this subject. And it's very weird in hindsight that at noon... She says what she's getting what you're getting ready to hear. And then by four or five o'clock, she's announcing impeachment proceedings. Very strange. When a complaint comes from a whistleblower, the inspector general has 14 days to investigate. And then the director of national intelligence has seven days to report it to the intelligence committees of the Congress. That is the law. It says shall. It doesn't say may, should. It says shall. And that's a very fraught with meaning word in legislation. But this administration is blocking the DNI 
from conveying that to the, Cong- to the ex- uh, intelligence committees. The DNI is at the present time breaking the law at the direction of the administration. It's really unfortunate. So uh, to, to the substance of the, we don't know. You know I, I, well, we, we sort of do. I mean, the president yeah. has, in, in so many words, said that he's yeah. raised these questions with the Ukrainians. And uh, he's, in effect, admitted that he's intervened on the quote-unquote Biden issue. Well, again, if, and he has referenced that. And if that is the case, that the president of the United States would ask a foreign government to assist him in a political way, that would be wrong. Would it be impeachable? (laughs) Uh, Let me just say that everything we've been doing up until now is about preserving that republic, that Benjamin Franklin said, a republic if we can keep it. And he... um, and, And... that means it's not a monarchy. And we have a system of checks and balances in our Constitution. Three co-equal branches of government to be a check on each other. And that, that is a republic, is a democracy. It is not a monarchy. The public, the president has said, Article 2 says I can do whatever I want. That is in violation of the spirit of the Constitution. Now, our founders wanted to provide for, shall we say, some activities that they might not themselves engage in, and they put up guardrails, but they never could suspect that a president of the United States would jump over those guardrails. I want to widen out the aperture in, in a minute and talk about this, the whole of this presidency, but let me just stay on this for a minute. If what we're describing is accurate, and if it's not impeachable, if you're not willing to say that it's an impeachable offense, what is impeachable to you? Well, let me just say that I'll be making an announcement at 5 o'clock today, not here right now, uh, and that... By the way, you're more than welcome to make it right now. <laughs> it's really sad to think that our president wouldn't perform an, an impeachable offense. It's, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard to, to say we've gotten to that place. But the, what would be an impeachable offense would, would be that which is proven in a, an investigation. So you did a great video. Um, just going to give you some credit here. Mm. Yeah. Um, about... Should I... Is there any horn music I should play? I mean... Uh, sure. It's not necessary, but it adds additional flavor. Seems seems kind of necessary. Hmm. Yeah. About Nancy Pelosi's inconsistencies on the impeachment issue, right? She'll talk about Donald Trump being an immoral person who doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. Criminal cover-up. Right. She'll use very strong language to talk about him, his character, his behavior in office. But then she's always been apprehensive about impeachment. Right. And... Purely because of politics. That's right. Right? She is afraid to... She was afraid (laughs) to take that step because of the possible negative ramifications on the election. Right? Creating more partisanship, more hostility in the electorate. 
reinforcing Donald Trump supporters, um, pushing them even more into his camp, even more behind him. Um, all of those things, which I think are valid concerns to have. But at the same time, she's saying, right, that he is doing criminal things, that right. he's an immoral person, right? Yes. It seems like if you're saying he doesn't know right from wrong, you know right from wrong, and what's right and wrong in this situation. Well, Donald Trump needs to have a consequence. That's right. That's right. For me, it is she is abdicating her duty. That if you're saying it's a criminal, he is taking part in a criminal cover-up. He doesn't know right from wrong, blah, blah, blah. The litany of things that you could go watch the video and see the clips. Um, And I would... I would encourage you to do that. It's yeah. a good, good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had by all. Uh, <laughs> if if she's saying that, then it is her duty to impeach and remove him from office. Yeah. Otherwise, you're allowing someone actively involved in a criminal cover-up be president of the United States. And by not doing anything, you're saying, ah, this is the new normal. It's okay to be involved in a, a criminal cover-up and obstruction of justice on a massive scale. And you know, just we're just going to have an election and see what the people say. Yeah, but so she changed her mind, obviously, because the impeachment inquiry has gone forward. And do you want to talk a little bit about what changed her mind? Yeah, let's do that. L- let's talk about that before we end, because we've got an asshole of today. And then... Um, We'll do another episode because I want to get to that transcript. I want to talk in the, in the next episode. We'll get to the informal impeachment uh, inquiry uh, statement. But but let's do talk about what did change her mind. There is a lot, and it is politics. It is putting the value of someone's congr- a congresswoman or a congressman. Oh, we can't impeach Donald Trump because I might not get to be a congressman anymore. Well, so there are certain. Uh, freshman Congress members, <laughs> congressmen and women who were elected and they were elected in purple districts. Yes. So they were able to win over Trump supporters, conservatives in order to get their position. And they did that by being moderate and not running on things like impeachment. Um, they ran on things like health care and uh, district focused concerns. Yeah. To, so that the people would vote for them. And you mean districts like we live in right here. Right. So seven of these freshman Democrats came together and they wrote an op ed in the Washington Post. And this happened before Nancy Pelosi made her announcement. Yeah. And just to give you some information about who these individuals are, it is Gil Cisneros of California, which is right next to us in the Garden Grove area. Yeah, he's the guy who won the lottery. That's his claim to uh, power and influence. Perfect. Um, Jason Crow of Colorado. Chrissy Houlihan of Pennsylvania. Elaine Luria of Virginia. Mikey Sherrill of New Jersey. Alyssa Slotkin of Michigan and Abigail Spanberger of Virginia. Yeah. So they're all freshman Democrats and they started this op-ed saying, quote, our lives have been defined by national service. We are not career politicians. We are veterans of the military and of the nation's defense and intelligence agencies. Especially uh, Abigail Spanberger. She was a CIA case officer. She was, I mean, 
professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have devoted our lives to the service and security of our country. And throughout our careers, we have sworn oaths to defend the Constitution of the United States many times over. Now we join as a unified group to uphold the oath as we enter uncharted waters and face unprecedented allegations against President Trump. They go on to describe everything that we've been talking about here with the whistleblower complaint, what the allegations are against Donald Trump. They say, quote, this flagrant disregard for the law cannot stand to uphold and defend our Constitution. Congress must determine whether the president was indeed willing to use his power and withhold security assistant funds to persuade a foreign country to assist him in an upcoming election. If these allegations are true. We believe these actions represent an impeachable offense. There you go. Absolutely. So these freshmen, Democratic members of Congress, who have thus far been reluctant to talk about impeachment because of their position in their purple districts, are now coming out and saying, this is the evidence. If this is true, we're on board with impeachment. And this is something that Nancy Pelosi needed to hear. It, it must have been because at f- five o'clock yesterday, she came out and, and, and read a six minute statement. She poorly read a six minute statement that you're going to hear on episode 546, which will be released only hours after this one. But before that, let's get to an, a wrap up segment. the asshole of today michael knowles michael knowles a fox news commentator who had some very dumb and hateful things to say about the 16 year old greta thunberg the climate change activist who is making waves all over the internet we should say in in a little preface this clip he works for the daily wire mm-hmm. he works for ben shapiro mm-hmm None of that matters because the climate hysteria movement is not about science. If it were about science, it would be led by scientists rather than by politicians and a mentally ill Swedish child who is being exploited by her parents and by the international left. So what you're seeing here is a political movement and a religious movement, and it's uh, fulfilling religious and political goals of the left, but it isn't doing very much for science. Chris, you had a visceral reaction to that. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you're a grown man and you're attacking a child. Shame on you. She's trying I'm to not, do what I'm you think the is, left for is right. And by the way, now, right, relax, skinny boy. I got this, okay? You're attacking <laughs> a child. You're a grown man. Have some coup. I'm not. I'm attacking okay, the left for exploiting television. a mentally I, maybe ill on, child. Maybe on, your, maybe on your podcast, you get away and say whatever you want because nobody's listening. You're on national television. Be a grown-up when you're talking about children. She's trying to save the planet because your president doesn't believe in climate change and kids need to take to the streets to worry about their future. You are despicable for talking to her about her like that. And you should apologize on national television right now. I think the, the international left and her parents who are exploiting a girl with many mental illnesses. You called her, her mentally ill. Mental Take it back now. She is Take mentally ill. Take it back now. She is mentally ill. She has Take autism. She has obsessive compulsive disorder. She has selective you mutism. Are, she had you depression. You are despicable. Her mother wrote you about are, This is, again, one of those things where he's a technically what I said was correct. The words that I spoke were totally correct. Yeah, but it's tone. It's messaging. You're on TV. Saying it like that 
is disdainful. It is an attack. You're minimizing her. You're lessening the impact of her work by otherizing her as mentally ill. Fucking dick. Yeah, he's, yes, he's not being genuine here, right? He's not trying to have a legitimate conversation about like concerns that she is a vulnerable person right. that her parents are exploiting her like he's not doing that he's trying to be a dick he's trying to get attention he's trying to ratchet up everybody's anger so that he gets some attention right well i mean let's 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 dissect what he said the the client the climate movement should be led by scientists not mentally ill children so he's saying, so what if a scientist has a mental illness? Are they then disqualified from being involved in the climate debate? Michael Knowles, you fucking jackass. Well, and so it's reported that she has um, Asperger's, right. which is a developmental disability. And so for him to attack this is really just hateful um, because... She can do whatever she wants, yeah, and she has proven that. It's not disqualifying in any way. And she talks openly about it, that she calls it her superpower, you know? So for him to try to act like she can't do what she's doing because she has a diagnosis, like... Well, apparently he's her been... Her life proves you wrong. Uh, Fox News, shockingly, because there must have been some real uh, uh, lashback against this. Um, they've He's not going to... Why'd you look up? Lashback's not a word. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard it, but it's good. It's not, I like I, it. Backlash. Yeah, there yeah. was backlash. <laughs> Lash. What did I say? Lashback. Lashback. I'm tired, man. I know. I understand. Come on, um, bro. But I, I do want to say he's he's talking about what did he say? The scientist line. None of that matters because the climate hysteria movement is not about science. If it were about science, it would be led by scientists rather than by politicians and a mentally ill Swedish child. Who okay, it is led by scientists. And in fact, I have seen Greta Thunberg multiple times say, I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to the scientists. Right. She's just trying to elevate their voices because no one is listening to them. Right. There was a major climate report that was released today. And all this stuff with Donald Trump is front and center. Right. And that report is not, you know. So she does say, listen to the scientists. Don't listen to me. She does say that. And for Michael Knowles to act like he gives a shit about science, right. is anyone supposed to take you seriously, Daily Wire? No, they don't. Well, not when your boss has been Shapiro. Yeah. Oh, science, science, science. We love science around here. Yeah, it's uh, enraging. Enraging, especially for the Daily Wire, because they act like they have this moral high ground. And then they've got that the douche with the Christian blog guy. What's his name? Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. They've got this ding dong. They've got Ben Shapiro. It's just it's just a, a, a cacophony of. Ben Shapiro, also, <laughs> he's not a scientist. He's not some gung-ho science activist. Please, right. this None is ridiculous. Them. Yeah, stop acting like this is who you are. It's not who you are. You're science deniers. Just because Ben Shapiro talks fast doesn't mean he's smart. That is right. And we'll leave you with that. Just because Ben Shapiro talks fast, it doesn't mean 
He's smart. You should go watch that video of him where he talks about climate change and people who live on the coasts and what's going to happen to their house. And he just feels like he dunks on that issue. Yeah. But doesn't he say <laughs> they can just sell their house? If yeah. They, if they... they could just sell it when it's underwater. Everyone's going to buy it. The mermaids. The mermaids love underwater houses. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to leave you there. We love you guys. We appreciate you. I saw you. the documentary Thank Aquaman you. and he is really in need of some real estate. Wow. Some fresh real estate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to you want to send us out? Um, this I am. Wait, thank I'm you. I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming to the show, everybody. And we appreciate you listening and we appreciate your time. And we would love to hear your thoughts. Six, five, seven, four, six, four, seventy six, zero nine. And I doubt it at dollamore.com. And for Jesse Dollamore, I am Brittany Page. And this has been I Doubt It. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs>